What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Drew Sword and No Science. I'm Drew, and thank you for listening. So today we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, quantum physics. We're going to talk about a little bit of biology, and then we're going to talk a little bit about modern physics, as you can see behind me. So let's get into it. First thing, uh, we'll talk about a little bit of quantum physics. This is an article called Wiring the Quantum Computer of the Future, a novel, simple build with existing technology. And this is from phys.org. So what is it? Well, scientists from Japan and Sydney have collaborated and proposed a two-dimensional design that can be made using current integrated circuit technology, which solves problems with 3D designs. So, you might be asking, what is a quantum computer? Pretty much, it's a computer that uses quantum mechanical phenomena uh, to perform computation. And we'll go a little bit deeper into quantum physics itself uh, in the future. But essentially, it's a computer that is just a lot more powerful. Uh, can It can take in a lot more information and compute a lot more information a lot faster so um, so far building a large-scale uh, computer quantum computer has been very difficult uh, due to the architecture so basic units of quantum computing are called quantum bits and these are typically atoms particles ions and subatomic particles that exist in multiple states making it possible to process large amounts of data very fast they say theoretically that the computers have to be arranged in two-dimensional arrays where each quantum bit is coupled with its neighbor and an external uh, control line but when you increase the number of quantum bits, it makes it a lot harder to reach the quantum bits that are located in the interior of the array. So then the solution that they find is trying to use a 3D design to uh, kind of like make it operate smoothly, but it they find that it creates a lot more complexities and wires tend to intersect with each other and they don't want that to happen so scientists from tokyo university of the tokyo university of science uh the riken center for emergent matter science in tokyo and i think episode two uh, i talked about the uh, riken center uh, using lattice clocks to uh, prove einstein's theories and stuff and also the University of Technology in Sydney have proposed a unique architecture solution. So they would take a quantum bit square lattice and they would stretch out each column in the uh, two-dimensional plane and then fold each successive column on top of the other creating a dual one-dimensional array known as a bilinear array 
and this put all quantum bits at the edge which made the wiring system a lot more simple than they had previously found. So they tested this arrangement through numerical and experimental tests and they found that it's possible to run this system using existing technology with no need for a three-dimensional design. So it's a solution to most problems with, with a 3D system and their work has only started. They plan on continuing to advance and test their tech to work on creating the first proper quantum computer. And I think this is very interesting because there's so many other companies, large tech companies out there that are also trying to do this. You know, uh, companies such as Google, IBM, you know, uh, most of the probably predominant uh, or dominant companies that you can think of in the world of technology are working on trying to build quantum computers. Um, But I think it's very cool that you know, these guys have taken a giant step in approaching creating the first one. And they say, um, you know, quantum computers, like I said, uh, can process a lot more data a lot faster. Um, And they say that, you know, at some point, a quantum computer is most likely to you know, being the size of like a laptop like this. But that's, they say that that's very, very far into the future. And right now, once they would actually be able to create one, it most likely just be used uh, in the world of the sciences. But hopefully that day is uh, soon to come. All right, so next thing we're gonna talk about is a little bit of biology. This is an article from Scientific American called Effective Psychological Therapy May Slow Down Cellular Aging. So, very psych, uh, not very, various psychiatric disorders uh, can influence physical health. Things like depression and anxiety, and they're also linked to a shorter life expectancy. Now, Recent research suggests that this may also be related to accelerated aging, but new work finds that a form of psychological therapy can change that. A study led by uh, psychologist Christopher Manson from the Karolinska Institute in Sweden, excuse me, found that cognitive behavioral therapy also known as CBT, reduced anxiety for patients, but for some also improved cellular aging markers. So telomeres, which are DNA sequences that are at the end of chromosomes, indicate cellular age. The shorter the telomere, the uh, older the cell is, and the cell gets older through cell division. Now, a lot of studies also link stress and anxiety to shorter telomeres. So scientists took one blood sample, waited nine weeks, and then they took another from 46 people with social anxiety disorder. In the blood, they measured telomere uh, 
length and levels of telomerase, which is an enzyme that tries to maintain uh, telomeres. And in those nine weeks between the two blood samples, uh, they put the, those 46 patients through online CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. And at the end of the day, they found an increase in GPX levels, which is an enzyme that counteracts uh, cellular damage by oxidized molecules. And they found that telomerase rose among those whose anxiety levels uh, also benefited from the treatment. There's also indications that people with the lowest uh, telomerase had greater improvements. And according to uh, Manson, a longer experience will show even uh, greater uh, measurements and you know they'll have more data over a longer period of time so it'll be a lot more accurate um, but at the end of the day it suggests that behavioral changes can affect cellular health and it connects the worlds of psychology and biology in the world of uh, excuse me uh, I'm sorry <laughs> in the world of psychiatry Now, I think that's, I think, uh, you know, a study like that is very cool, but also very promising. You know, a lot of people don't realize, uh, but I mean, don't think about it. I mean, I didn't realize before I had read that, but a lot of people don't think about, uh, I guess, the toll that, you know, psychiatric uh, disorder like uh, anxiety or depression can affect you physically and you know I think that's I think that's awesome that this small study has actually shown that just simple treatment can help that but then it also helps your it helps your cellular health which is ultimately your physical health but I think that's pretty cool. So the last thing that I'm going to cover today is modern, talking a little bit about modern physics. Now, in episode two, I talked about classical mechanics, which is a part of classical physics, which also includes acoustics, optics, and electromagnetics, which are all things that I would like to cover in the future, take a deeper dive into them. And I don't want to jump around uh, kind of topics too much. I think I would like to kind of go in order of the way that they were, I guess you could say, introduced to the world. And classical mechanics was kind of the first thing really brought on by uh, Newton. But to me, modern physics as a whole is just so fascinating. And, you know, a lot of the stuff in classical physics is if you happened to be or become a uh, physics student, you know, classical physics, a lot of that stuff is generally what is covered in your general physics classes. And it was actually this past fall that I took a modern physics class and I absolutely loved it uh, just because I began learning about these more specific topics 
that you know I had heard about and I knew about, but I didn't know really much about them. Um, especially things like relativity. I got very excited when uh, I got to learn about relativity. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm just going to list off some uh, topics and we'll take a deep, deeper dive in the future, but I kind of just want to lay it out there for you. So modern physics is essentially branches of physics within the 20th century and beyond. So things discovered uh, within the 20th century and technically things that could be discovered today. Um, and it's based off of the two biggest breakthroughs of the 20th century, that being relativity and quantum mechanics. So some topics include atomic theory and the atomic model, black body radiation, the photoelectric effect, quantum thermodynamics, uh, radioactivity in general, uh, quantum mechanics and quantum field theory, and kind of like I said, general and special relativity. So some major accomplishments of this time period, oops, some major accomplishments of this time period would be uh, discovering the elementary charge by Robert Millikan in his oil drop experiment, the discovery of the nucleus and orbiting electrons by Ernest Rutherford in his gold foil experiment, discovering of energy quanta by Ma uh, Max Planck, who is also the originator of quantum theory, and like I said, relativity by, of course, Albert Einstein. Um, yeah, so in the future, we'll take a deeper dive into some of these topics. Uh, like I said, I kind of just want to lay it out there for you. And if you found any of it, uh, I know like, I know it's might be kind of hard to find it, I guess, interesting, uh, you know, a specific one of these topics interesting because I'm not telling you anything about it really. Um, but like I said, I plan to do that in the future, but also just modern physics as a whole, if any of it sounded interesting, please look it up, you know, um, take a deeper dive into it yourself. Because uh, I know for me, this is, I think, the most uh, fascinating time uh, in the world of physics. But uh, then again, with everything I talked about today, if you found any of it interesting, please, excuse me, uh, please look it up, you know, take a deeper dive into it yourself. Uh, you know, maybe you can learn a little bit more about it and, you know, if you want, if you haven't done it yet, go back, listen to episode one, two, and three, you know, all the topics that I covered in those are still very relevant, but yeah, if you enjoyed it, you know, tell a friend, maybe share, share it. Uh, but I think that wraps it up for episode four. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace.